Hey y'all, we are back and this is episode three. Yes, I missed you guys. We missed you so much. We had a lot going on last week, my daughter's birthday. You had stuff for work, girl. Just life, okay? Life, life happens. Just life happens. I know y'all been waiting for us though. We have been missing y'all so much and we are excited because we got some new content today. We know y'all gonna love this just as much as we do, and it's a little toe stepper. But guess what? We gonna get through it together. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely a whole lot of shedding of layers. You know, we gonna get naked in this one because um, I'm about to pull out some stuff. Yes, we are. Uh, I know T finna pull out some stuff. Let me get my tissue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Girl, we gonna get Girl, this. Let's go ahead and get the episode title. Rep, you think they ready? They ready. Girl. Okay. Episode three is titled, Living My Best Life While Fighting Through Depression. How you do that together? Girl, sis. <laughs> Guys, I'm living my best life. life. Hang going back and forth with you, Christians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> while fighting with depression. Okay, while fighting with depression. So let's just jump right in, y'all. We chose this episode, this topic, I'm sorry, to talk about this because it's something that everybody deals with. No matter you male, female, whatever, white, black, purple, it does not matter. It affects everybody. And if it does not affect you in some sort of way, it affects somebody that you love. So today we're going to go over what depression is, different types of depression, and basically how to different coping that's different coping mechanisms we both use to push through those periods in our life and also to teaching people how to be more sensitive to the people in their lives that do suffer from depression whether it is uh, clinical or is it just something that you feel that's something that's said out in the atmosphere just being more sensitive to that I mean, I, I, you know, let me just go ahead and jump right in. I had suffered with girl, just right in. All right, here we go. I mean, just go. Flash. Boom. There we go. I'm in. Okay, y'all ready? Two words. Let's go. Um, I have suffered with depression most of my life. I mean, even starting at the, I think I can remember the first time, maybe around the age of 16. um, Okay. My earliest episode that I had. I have never been clinically diagnosed, but it's just something that I have dealt with all my life, pretty much. And it's just... You know, when I was younger, it's one of those things, especially in the black community, and we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, just pray about it. You're going to be all right. right. Let's go get something to eat. Ain't nothing wrong eat. with you, child. Ain't nothing wrong with you. It's just a little life affecting you. And that's all true. That's all true. We can't pray about it. It's just an episode most times. Um, but really just getting to the root of it. And that's what we really want to do here is get to the root of it and really digest some things. And I'll tell you, I mean, I've had episodes, like I said, since I was 16, even up to recently. Wow. I had a recent episode in the last maybe month and a half. Like, I really was going through it, sis. Like, didn't yeah. want to get out of bed, didn't yeah. want to talk to nobody. I, I mean, that. girl, depression is I- physically draining. Not just from an emotional point of view right. for me. I'm just saying. It's physically draining. Didn't want to talk to nobody. Didn't want to read no word. Right. Didn't like myself. Didn't want to do nothing. Go back to that way you said. Don't. Didn't want to read no word. Like people don't really understand. Like whatever they'll say, pray about it. Um. When you go through depression, you don't want to do anything about it. Girl, you don't. And people think. I think people who don't have or don't suffer from it or don't have. As deep of depression as others, they just say, okay, it's just a little face. And guess what? I'm here to tell y'all, it definitely is an episode. It definitely is a face. It 
is not forever. Some people's episodes last longer than others. Some people have it seasonally. And that's right. something that I did not know about until oh, this yeah. year. Seasonal, seasonal depression. Um, I did not know about that. That can come with seasonal grief. Um, right. That can come from any type of post-traumatic, uh, post-traumatic stress uh, from the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. It can um, triggers from things with jobs or or um, something that just happened around that time of year. Um, it's, it's just something in the atmosphere for some reason can for just some people put you right. in a, in the a holidays. place. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and more so um, dealing with active depression because people think. You just depressed and sitting in the house in a dark room and you just right. rocking back and forth. No, we encounter people on a day-to-day basis suffering from depression right. in some type of form. And we don't even know it because it doesn't have a look to it. It right. doesn't have a smell. You don't walk around with a little button that says, hey, I'm depressed. Leave me alone today. Right. I ain't got time for you and your shenanigans because it was a struggle brushing my teeth this morning. Right. Okay. Something that simple. So, something that simple. But back to your question, um... When and I'm only speaking from my experiences. When I this last episode I had, it lasted a pretty long time for me. Normally I kind of go through my little bouts and a couple of days I'm good. You know what I mean? But this time it just was almost like a two or three month thing. There was something that happened in my personal life, and we'll share that in another whole another episode because we ain't got time. Well, you today. need a whole another episode. We need an episode two. and a video. Like y'all gonna have to see my face when I'm doing this. So. It was very difficult for me during that time to get in my word, to talk mm-hmm. to God, to pray, because I felt abandoned. And that's oh. just the truth. Even as a Christian woman, I yep. felt abandoned. I felt like... Hold, hold fast to that word, because we're going to come back to that. That's, right. that's a strong word that we see a lot when people are dealing with depression. Right. I felt so abandoned. Like, God had forgot about me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just was such a horrible person. I right. did horrible things. And I just, and I think it was just a basis of, like, this happened, so this happened because I'm just not a good person. And that Got really you. was not the case. It really, now that I think about it. I feel but like when you I was blame it. Like, like yeah. you like, well, I'm going through this because of something I did wrong or you know, like a snowball effect. Right. And, and like you just done got so out there that you're just alone now in your mess. Right. But but this is the kicker. I was depressed, feeling some type of way to myself, coming home, going to sleep. Because that's all I did was when I got home, I went to sleep. I uh-huh. go to sleep at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. And wake up for the next day. But was living my best life in other areas. I'm talking right. about in my relationship. I'm talking about at work. Yes. I'm talking about my relationship with my child, my right. you know certain friends. I'm still out here having a good old time. And nobody knows. And nobody, nobody knew. You know what I mean? Um, and I, it was a very difficult time because it's almost like I wanted people to know, but right. how can I let somebody know, sis? And I'm guarded, like I'm. And no, you talked about fine. that. I'm yeah. fine. Like, I'm blessing know, honey fever. I'm blessing honey fever and going to church. Right. Was going to church, y'all. And praising them. And praising them. And that my fake, little, You know what? That's that fake praise. Yeah. Girl. That, you um, know, that protocol And I ain't trying to get people um, encouraging words. Girl. Ooh, did you step on your own toes? Girl, I did. I'm out here. Girl, I was on the phone with somebody praying for them like, okay. <laughs> I'm praying with them, but I ain't praying for me. You know what I mean? And that's just real. That's but just that, keeping But that real. happens a lot because that goes back to that strong person mentality that I can be everything for everybody, but then I have not. I don't have anything else left for me. Right. And I don't know how we muster up something for someone else that we but can't muster, can't up, muster for up for ourselves. Yeah, it's amazing that we can do that. 
I can be everything, yeah. you know, and let's take it back to the mom thing. I could be toe up on the floor, but I'm going to be the strongest queen right. for my daughter. You know what I mean? Right. She gonna still get and what she she's still going to get what she needs. You know what right. I mean? So it, it definitely happens. But um, another thing, too, that really helped me throughout the years with coping um, is not allowing people to minimize my feelings. Like when I would... I found that when I admitted it and spoke it into the atmosphere to myself or to somebody that I trusted, right. you know what I mean? And I said, listen, I think I'm kind of going through some depression. I'm feeling, having these thoughts. I'm having these feelings. It started to be a release and a healing process. Right. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that subscribes to speaking everything out of the atmosphere. Right. I don't think everything needs to be said because sometimes you bring things in right. when you speak negatively yeah, out. the enemy is looking for Right, he's a looking loophole. for a loophole Somewhere or a door to get, to get, get in there. So, but like, well, I'm gonna use that against but, her. Exactly. And you trying to use it to help you, and he using it to hurt you. Exactly. But when I started admitting it, um, and saying, you know what, I go through these things. I have episodes periodically. It started to become easier for me to push through because there's no timeline on it. You can't say, okay, I'm just gonna be depressed on Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> um, Thursday, I'm going to Bahamas, so right. I'm gonna be good. No, be back by Friday. And, right. In and, my depression. And back in my de- girl. And it, it okay. So it don't work like that. So what I found was some things that helped me with when I was able to, you know, of course, reading my word and praying, even when I didn't want to, even when I'm like, I don't know what Bible, I don't look. Right. But, you know, downloading apps that were encouraging. One app I really love that really helped me through this episode was Idillionaire. And what it is, is a young lady on Instagram. Her name is Idillionaire. She created app. And what it does <laughs> is sends out. Idillionaire. Idillionaire. It sends out little... I'm childish. Um, I'm stuck on her day. You patty. Um, <laughs> okay, you real patty, sis. I need you to stop. Okay. And it sends out little motivational pieces, like, throughout the day. You know, I don't want to say every 30 minutes, but it's little things that keep you encouraged. And that really helps me. There must me. be a lot of them, because it's like you said, it's ideas, but it's a million of them. Yeah, but like, like one day, it sent me... Like, every day, every morning, it sends me this question. What do you want to manifest today? Oh. And so you can type it in there. I'll type, you know, God, I want to do, you know, this today. Yes. This is what I want to do. And it, that's what really helped me this last time because it's pretty new. So that helped me admitting and sharing with others and trusting the process. Oh, you know what I mean? You know, trusting you, the process. Girl, that's it. You already know when you said that process. Girl. Let me the tell process. y'all. Let me tell y'all. That right there in a nutshell, trusting the process is like that's your saving grace it is because like you said you were aware of it now first things first acknowledging and being aware is going to be the first thing to get in help or or even like getting yourself where you need to be because it's one thing to be in the dark because the lights are off mm-hmm. it's another thing to be in the dark because your eyes are closed exactly amen say it again you liked it that? I liked that. I liked that. I liked it that. I liked it that. It's another thing. It's one thing to be in the dark because the lights are off. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be in the dark because your eyes are closed. Yeah, I like that. And so what that simply says is when I am open to what's, what, to my darkness, then I have the ability to at least look around and seek out the light. Right. But I can be in the darkness. If my eyes are closed, it it, it might not even be that dark. Right, exactly. But Absolutely. if I don't never open up my eyes to see what's going on, then I will sit there, right there in the midst of help. Mm-hmm. I will sit there and won't move. 
in the midst of God trying to reach out to mm-hmm. people could be Using around people. you. Exactly. Trying to say, hey, what's going on? But you are closed off so much so that you can't not only see your way out, but you can't see the people who are trying to trying help, to help you, you out. Exactly. Exactly. And so exactly. that's like awareness of your situation is right. so key. And then being able to, one of the things I've, I've had to deal with is God why I'm at at this place in my life. Mm -hmm. Not, Lord, why me? Okay, why am I here? Right. And that is, that's not, that's more of saying, okay, what is it that I need to get out of this? What is going on? Why is the enemy attacking me like this? Because Mm -hmm. uh, one thing we was talking about is recognizing depression as a spiritual attack from the enemy. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. There are natural things that we, that it, how it affects us, of course, because we are not just spirit, we're flesh. Right. But you have to recognize, too, that depression, is when it comes about and it comes to, like, kill, still and destroy you, overtake you. It can. Like, depression can lead to suicide. Absolutely. You know. And depression can lead to not only just suicide, but you know how we hear these cases on the news when people just do the wildest things. Right. Snap. And you just thinking to yourself, like, oh, my God, they just retarded. No, that's somebody that was going to work every day, that was being mom, being dad, being whoever for whoever, but they just couldn't take it anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that it makes it right. But I hate to say that when I hear these stories on the news and I hear people doing these crazy things, I I automatically, like in my spirit, I know there was a deficiency there. Not right. just mentally. Now, there's some people out there spiritually. That, that are, you know, deficient mentally. And it's, you know, and there's medication, there's resources for that. I'm talking about the person that just was spiritually gone, just like dead. You, you know, know what I mean? There was a on case in Augusta, and they talked about this. It was a woman. And any of y'all from Augusta, Georgia, hear us? Um, there was a woman who killed her children mm-hmm. in the in the bathroom of the um, of the what was it the gas station? Mm-hmm. And what everyone said, it was a shock because everyone said she loved her kids. Right? Like she kept them up, she kept them neat. You saw her showing them love, mm-hmm. um, and even the man who who saw her on a regular basis, he knew. Something about her looked off. Like, she just looked like she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But this woman who has, was known for loving her children. Right. Could snapped. do something like that. And do yeah. something like that. And, yeah. and, and, and that's when you have to say, okay, we, we got to be, we have to be, you know, open to the reality that we deal with spirits. Right. And strongholds. Right. That, that can grab hold of you. And pull you into some really dark places. Absolutely. That if you don't have the resources and the help and, and just even that that connection with God on the level that you needed to help pull you out, you don't know where it'll take right. you. You can't say, oh, I would never. You mm-hmm. don't know. Because mm-hmm. it could have been you. Right. But even with that, the church has to come with resources and outlets for people to help deal with these issues. You can, we, we're not in a society anymore where you could just tell a person, just go to your prayer closet and it'll be right. all right. Okay, now I went to the prayer closet. I feel worse. So what do I do? Right. Oh, just go home and continue to pray. Okay, what am I praying for? Boom. That's, what what, am I that's, praying that's for? the thing. What and am I, I praying and I, for? I think a lot of times religion isolates people 
Right. Because we don't have no like no no play, no no course like no course of action. All we know is just pray. You just having a rough day. Life gonna get better, and God, it will. Uh, it will. God will never leave. God will never leave you. Never put more, more on you than you can bear. bear, and all of that. But then guess what? I go home and I'm still I'm ten times worse because you you amp me up. I feel good for those that hour and a half I'm in church. But what is the process? Like what? How do I get from point A to point B? Another thing I wanted to point out. Depression is feeded. Isolation depletes. Isolation feeds depression. Oh, and that's the trick of the enemy. Absolutely. That's and we such know, a, and we know that. Big, to, we know to that. To pull you away, to get you alone. Uh, you know, how often have you ever heard of someone doing something harmful to themselves right there in front of people? Right. Absolutely. Never. You don't. It's very rare. I mean, you you see stuff like that where you have cases of homicide, suicide. But with someone who was supposedly everything was fine and no one knew and or, or they were dealing with depression and they do go, you know, that far to, to take their own lives. How often have you ever seen it where they did it right there in front of us? Right, right. They exactly. normally have gotten to a place where they've isolated themselves and the enemy has infiltrated their mind so much so to make them believe that. They're not worth living. Right, right. Like, life is a gift. Right, exactly. And if you're listening to this, I just feel like laying in my spirit. If you're listening to this and you're feeling that way, I we want you to both know that you are important. God loves you and we love you. You know, you don't have to deal with these things on your own. You know what I mean? We're, it, it's a very delicate and, and touchy subject, but we realize that it has to be talked about. And I, like I said, I still go back to the one thing that really has helped me in the past, um, you know, praying. And I'm going to be honest, when I could pray, when I was in a place to pray, but basically sharing with somebody that I trusted, I love, and letting them know. So because they can pray. Iso- yeah, so that they can pray. Now, I Even, mean, that's another thing. If you right. can't pray, because people let, understand, we're not saying not to pray. We're, we're not saying that you should not pray. But we're saying there are times where you're not in the right mindset to be able to pray because you don't even know what to pray for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's when it's when you need to. That's why you shouldn't isolate yourself. You need to be able to talk to somebody, and so that and you know they can they can go and intercede on your behalf. Absolutely, absolutely, and let somebody know. I'm telling you this last time. Like I said, I went through this bout this episode, and it was a. a friend of mine somebody out the blue that I hadn't really you know shared everything with but I just felt led to share and that person really prayed me through until I could get myself up on my feet so I could pray for myself so coming out of that and like sharing that with somebody you know fighting off the enemy and saying you know I'm not going to allow you to isolate me I, I am worthy I do deserve the best I do deserve the life that God is blessing me with you know but in the interim we still need. I still needed that support, and there's nothing wrong with that. You yeah, know what we I mean? we, you know, in the in the counseling field, you know, we hear the stereotype, but I even can say in my experience in it, um, African American culture has a real negative view of counseling mm-hmm. and uh, and mental health. They have they have a really really misunderstood um, view of mental health as well. We don't believe in talking about our problems outside the home you know they say don't you you know don't you tell my business right exactly you know don't you you know what happens in this house stay in this house mm-hmm. and that taught us how to isolate ourselves when we're going through and and 
Well, it's just life, and you need to get over it and get through it because ain't nobody got time for your pity parties. Right, absolutely. Like, you were told that. Oh, how about this? Girl, that's all you upset about? Right. Like, people minimize what other people are going through. Right, or like I said, or even to be like, um, well, you just need to go, you you need to keep on moving because you got things to do. You got life, you got kids. You got kids, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. or where everything becomes more important than you at that time to everybody. When you're trying to, to get through things, it's like all of your responsibility is thrown in your face. Absolutely. And I, I like what you just said. We have to stop making everything more important to us as an individual. We right. have to. Because that goes back to self-love. You know right. what I mean? If, I, if I'm if i not loving myself 100% properly, I can't I be can't nothing to nothing anybody. My job, my, my husband, my wife, my kids, my mom, nothing. I can't be anything to anybody because I'm not 100%. And I think that's society, we, we really neglect that because we so busy out here pushing to be perfect or show that we're right. perfect and we are failing to put ourselves first and i and i need to say i'm gonna say this because it came to me and it's amazing how god brings things back to your remembrance um I, it might have been about a year ago at the most i remember um me and my boo was driving down the road and this lady just stepped out in front of us in traffic mm-hmm. and when she and it was dark and when she did it she didn't do it like she was like, oh, my bad, I just stepped out of the way. She did it. She had her head down and her arms slumped. She was trying to commit suicide. Right. And we were going to be the car. Right. And uh-huh. I, and, that, and when, it, when I realized it, it took me back mm-hmm. to a moment in my life, which I'll share, you know, you know, as led to do so. But anywho, but what, what, what I have to go here with is when we pulled over to help her, we had her sit in the car, and I began to talk to her. She talked about how she had her children. And, you know, she talked about how she had battled with, you know, drug addiction. And this particular night, what set her off was her boyfriend not supporting her. Mm-hmm. With yeah. an argument with her friend. Mm-hmm. He minimalized her feelings. Mm-hmm. And and they told her that she was overreacting. Right, exactly. And in that, she was like, just no one cares about me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, bump it. And even though she had children, and she said she had kids, and I remember I said, well, you know, you have, you know, me trying to just say what I can at the time. I said, you know, you have kids, you know. She said, I get tired of people telling me that I have to, I, you know, that um, I have to live for my children. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, when they'll say this, well, you know, that's that's something to live for. If you And she says, that it's not. That's not. It's she not. said, they're not. Right. And yeah. she was just so honest in that time. She was like, they're not. She said, because the stuff I go through, even with them, doesn't always make my children a reason for me to want to live. Exactly, exactly. And and I had to go back because I remember in my moment, in my attempt where I stepped out in traffic and I had four kids, mm-hmm. what the enemy told me was they were better off without me. Absolutely, been there too. That And I'm glad that you said that because that is something that I have always, when I'm going through my episodes, I always feel like that. I feel like, you know, um, with my daughter, there's, you know, maybe my mom could do a better job. Maybe my yeah. grandma could do a better job. Maybe my aunts can do a better job. You know, because they raised me. Right. All of them. So I feel like, you know, well, I'm not really needed. And that's a, that's really something that for me personally, the enemy drills on me. Like, okay, well, you're not, 
you're not as loved as you are. You know, as loved as you think you are. Nobody cares. And, it, you know, especially relocating. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was, like, heavy. Like, you relocate. You know, you talk to people the first two months or so. But after that, it's like, okay. You know what I mean? You down there. You good. I'll holler at you when I holler at you. And you again, right. back to the isolation. But what I wanted to move to now is... Just sharing, if you're not somebody that suffers from depression or whatever form it is, just a couple of things you could do to help those people in your life that do, you know, well, especially before we hit that too, uh, let's, let's, before we hit that, I do want us to go back one step and interject recognizing it. Okay. Gotcha. Because we don't, you know, what I was going through with the counseling and the, and how we were taught to recognize depression isn't necessarily what we see on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. You know, we were told that, oh, the, the symptoms and signs of depression, you know, are like lethargic and always tired, things that you mentioned. Right. But, you know, um, but also lack of motivation, um, not wanting to take care of yourself, even down to not even wanting to bathe or get dressed or do your hair, um, thing, losing interest in things that you normally do, um, losing interest in life in general. Right. And that's not always the case when you are having to take care of you and you and you also have to take care of your children. Um, when you're a provider, and I'm so I'm not saying it just as a woman, but even as a man, if, if he he got to take care of his family. And so there's a term you mentioned when you said active depression, and mm-hmm. when you said it, it was like, oh wow, because. Living your best life and fighting with depression can literally be I'm actively going to work. Doing everything I'm supposed to do. Taking care of my kids. Exactly. And like you mentioned earlier, everything in other areas, but I'm still fighting. And then take me, uh, in my case, I didn't sleep. Mm. I fought my issues by trying to find other things to do to get my mind off of it. Right. And so I became more active Instead of the opposite of not wanting to do anything, I begin to do too much. Yeah, busybody. Right. Yeah, and being not an wanting overachiever. To face it. Right, not yeah. wanting to face and not wanting to deal. And it's no different than someone who drowns themselves in alcohol mm-hmm. um, or, who, or sex. Or sex. Mm-hmm. I'm, girl, you was on Drugs. the money. Yeah. Um, it's it's no different. It's you're pretty much blocking out, trying to find a way to block out those feelings because right. you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Right, absolutely. You feel like, you know, you're at your wit's end and, and no matter what you do, it's never going to change and it's going to always be there. And so you just don't want to deal right. with it. And dealing with depression too, you you do those things. Since people, I guess, if you don't have an understanding of it, people do those things because it temporarily relieves whatever right. that stress is. So if it means me staying at work 14 hours and I only have to work be there eight, that that extra time is also keeping my mind off of the issue. Right. But it's really not addressing the, the root problem. of the issue. It's and there's I'm... things that trigger people, and that's something else that we also probably need to do another show on, just triggering. And uh, triggering doesn't always necessarily mean triggering um to a depression, but it's things that trigger us. As individuals, just like, anything. Look, second episode was, are you really mad because I didn't take out the chicken? Right. Yes, I am. And when we laughed about it, but that it was like, there's your triggers. Mm-hmm. There are things that, you know, it's really, 
yeah, it is about that, but it's not. Right. It's about everything else in life. Right. And those are the things that make people snap. Like mm-hmm. you say, that mentally you just break and you yep. can't take it anymore. And if you don't learn to deal with it, and that's why you can't judge people about how they cope. Yeah. I, I, I don't condone negative coping. Mm-mm. But I cannot sit there and judge it because just because my coping wasn't as self-destructive on the body. Right, exactly. Right? It doesn't it matter. Mean, it coping, negative coping is just, it's negative all the way right, around. Right, because it can be spiritually whether it's, whether it's, um, killing you. I, I just want to go to sleep every day coping. I'm sleeping with everybody and their father coping. I'm drinking. Or drinking. And, and or, destroying my body or, coping. Yeah, coping. Or I'm avoiding coping. Because that's, avo- that's a coping mechanism Shutting too. down. Just... Shutting down. So all of it is negative. But the thing is, you... Once you're able to identify, okay, this is how I cope with it, then to me, you need to identify what can I do? What preventive measures can I take to help me? Or what triggers, What, what identify the triggers and then put in place things to help you push away from that, that type right. of energy, that type of behavior. You know, like if you know for a fact every year, um, let's just say October is just a rough month for you. You might right. have lost somebody. So breast cancer, somebody might have died, or yeah, you know, or yeah. maybe a bad breakup. And it doesn't always have to do with something with death, but just something that happens, you or happens to you in a certain time. Yeah, you can already prepare yourself and start praying, like God, I want to break this generational right. thing. I want to break this this habit of me feeling this type of way around this year. There's methods, but the at the end of the day, you have to be able to identify and admit to yourself first. This is what I'm dealing with. And then go from there. You know what I mean? The scripture in that, because um, we, I, I definitely had to hit scripture with this because I'm I'm really big on recognizing the attacks of the enemy. It comes in so many forms. Anything that's meant to, to destroy you is, a, is an attack of the enemy. And so, um, you know, Ephesians 6 and 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that um that's really big to me about this scripture it is constantly talking about the hierarchy of a spiritual attack. I mean, this ain't something, some little bitty petty spirit, you know, spiritual attack. You know, these, we talk about big things. Mm-hmm. Big things that come to kill you and take you out. Mm-hmm. And when it says that we don't fight against, um, we're not fighting against ourselves like just Okay, you ain't did something right. That's what the enemy will tell you. It's you. Right. It's your fault. Right. You didn't do this, or you didn't do that, or, or or God is punishing you. No, you're not dealing with it. You're fighting against the enemy. And if you don't recognize, as we said, being aware, open your eyes to the enemy attacking you and that this is a spirit that's coming for you, then you will sit there and help it out. You will help it out because you will sit there and beat yourself down. You will isolate yourself and you do everything that the enemy wants you to do. Feeding into it. Right. Basically. And and, and you will die. You Mm -hmm. will kill yourself, not necessarily physically, but you can mentally and spiritually destroy yourself because you will let the enemy take you out. Absolutely. 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 And then like you said, that just piggybacks off that piggybacks off of being aware. The the key to this this whole conversation is just being aware. You know what I mean? And understanding what's going on, uh, you know, sharing it with other people 
and being willing to put in the work. Like this, this whole conversation, even with me, I'm learning, it's teaching me some things, you know, with my depression, dealing with it. I had to, every time I go through an episode, make a conscious effort to fight through it and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to settle for this. This ain't acceptable and pull myself through with the help of God. And that's the only way that I'm able to get through. I don't, I, you know, I'm thank God. I'm, and this is no slight to anybody. I'm not on any medication. I have been, I have taken medication for depression in the past. I thank God. I, I, you know, felt like I did not need to do that. That wasn't a good route for me. But of course, if that's what your medical doctor has you doing, then I want you to continue to do that. That does not make you any less. It doesn't make you a better, a worse person. You do what your medical doctor tells right. you first, and but it, with that, you listen to God first. And right. that's your first right. medical doctor. Because but, it's prayer, faith without works is dead. And sometimes what I was saying earlier, faith, faith can be your prayer, but your works are following what the, the physicians and the counselors have because God has blessed people to be in certain mm-hmm. places in life to provide certain things and so he can work through medicine he can work through the counseling of others that, that speak to us and he works through prayer but that's just showing that we're putting forth the work to say God I, I want better right um, understanding that no weapon formed against me shall prosper right and when you can say that then you can fight against it and you have to know what you need to use to fight with. And if mm-hmm. medication is, is a weapon, along with prayer and fasting and counseling, all of those things, if those are your weapons against it, then those are your weapons. You fight. Right. At the end of the day, we just want you to get past that episode and, and move on. Not so much a thing of moving on because I just want to be done with it. No, but learn what you need to learn from it and move on because you don't have to stay there. There are resources the first resources is the Lord, you know, right. go to the Lord because the Lord got you. I'm telling you, um, but, you know, to move past it and identify what can I do going forward, you know, right. to help alleviate. Like you said, that and process. Yeah, like, that process. Trust in the process. It. But that goes back to what you were saying, too, though. Now, in the meantime, we, you know, people on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think a lot of times people snap or go off the deep end or deal with these things on their own because people do minimize how other people feel. Right. And so, like I said, if you're not a person that deals with depression, this topic does not affect everybody. But if you're one of those people who doesn't, you know, some good... And if you ain't, keep living. Okay, keep living. Praise God! What the old folks say? Keep living, baby. Exactly. Praise God for you. Okay? (laughs) But anyway, um, so... If you do have somebody in your family or somebody that's close to you that is dealing with it, you know, know the signs. You know what I mean? You know the person. You know them as an individual. You know their behaviors. You know when something ain't right. Right. You know when, when Keisha is just, I mean, she, Keisha already off the hook. But you know, this she week, extra. She a little extra. For and, her. For Keisha, and, she extra And it seemed a little off. You know, so be aware of the signs. Identify right. those. Ask questions. Not prying questions. Like, girl, what's wrong with you this week? Nah, I ain't trying to hear that. It ain't no right. what's wrong with me this week. You know, be, be a means... Be a resource for that person. Be a listening ear. Don't yeah. be judgmental. Pray for them. Right. And yeah, because you know what? Sometimes. Pray for them. You don't have to say nothing. If I know something ain't right and I don't know what to say, 
then just pray. And don't make it about you. Don't call me talking about, I know you ain't been acting like yourself. And But uh, let me tell you about I... back in 1984 when <laughs> I was dealing with depression. 84. And girl, I had got out of college. Girl, I don't want to hear that, sis. I'm not trying to hear that. It's about me right now. I'm right. really going through something. I don't want to hear about when Mike had left you, okay? And none or, of that. Or, 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 or you know what I mean? Or Larry, whatever. And you, no, nah, I don't want to hear all of that, sis. You know what I mean? I, I Right now, I need you to focus on me. This is my issue. And and be okay with whatever I tell you. You know what I mean? Right. If you don't have to understand. I might be a college student. Exams might be kicking my tail. That might right. not seem like a big deal to you, but it's a big deal right. to me. I might be a single woman with no kids, not married, right. ain't got no man. That might not be a big deal to you, but it might be a big deal to me. Right. So just be more cognizant of not comparing your situation to the person that you're trying to help. Right. You know what I mean? Said we, like what we said, uh, living my best life. And that's because some people look at our lives and say, well, what they what they got problems with? They shouldn't have yeah. any problems or issues. Exactly. You got this going on. You got that going on for you. Girl, because I'm and one of them people. I got to be honest because I had to work on that years ago because I kind of feel like and it, y'all judge me all you want. I don't care. Just make sure you listen in next week. But <laughs> I kind of felt like if you have, if you don't have no kids, you shouldn't have no money issues. Like I, you should not have no. Like, as, I'm sorry. I used to be so angry, girl. Don't call me talking about you. You need twenty dollars, and I got a no. whole kid over here. But that's all. We get off the subject. Child, okay, but girl. no. But that's the truth. And and, and and going back to that means that's that person. Who could be struggling with something else, and because everyone just can't seem to understand why they have a problem, no one wants to help them. And it makes me think about Robin Williams. Oh man, oh my that God. broke my heart, girl. For real? Oh, that broke my because heart. How? And Anthony Bourdain too. How? Who that? The chef that killed himself, girl. That broke my heart. Here, here go my thing about food. You go food. I don't know okay, that food can minute. kill you. I'm okay, just now saying. wait a minute. Hold up. No, I'm just he, saying he, he made a suicide. Yeah, I know, but, but I, that broke my heart. Like, I mean, he I was at the that. height of his career. Oh yeah, girl. But you know, I don't see Hell's Kitchen. That's stressful. okay. That that ain't him, though. I'm just saying, he in was general. the one that was traveling the world eating all the the crazy stuff. But then that, I told you that stuff. Crazy. Okay, sis, let's just go back to Robin. Okay, let's go ahead. Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> she go back. I can justify Robin Williams a little bit. Let me tell okay. y'all why. Because they say laughter. Yeah. Is is a cure, girl? Let me tell you. I know this is a side. How these tease tangents. Hold on. Okay, here she go, girl. <laughs> I know y'all. Just bear with me. Y'all know I got to have a tease tangent moment every episode. It wouldn't be right if I don't. So y'all know I did comedy. Okay, I was world renowned. Okay, let me stop exactly. Okay, <laughs> I did like I did comedy in D.C. I was all over every. Okay, okay, y'all. I did like ten shows. Okay, I'm not going to exaggerate, but I did comedy and I have found. Being in that community with, and I have some really good friends. Yeah, girl, girl, I was, I was killing it out here. Shout out to the DC Comedy Writers Group. I'm gonna put them in the thing because if you're in the area, please link up with them. They are a great resource for helping you write comedy. But anyway, side tangent. Okay, so I did comedy, (laughs) and I'm telling you. When I started doing comedy, I was coming out of a medical episode that had me like, when I say under the ground, I was under the ground as far as depressed. But it became a means for me to heal. Like Wow, yeah. And yeah. so what you'll find is a lot of comedians are very, to themselves, they're very personable people. Right. They don't do crowds. They don't like a lot of attention, believe it or not. Wow. And... They are known for being depressed. 
because That's crazy. yeah, and a lot of people would think, no, you a comedian, you out here making um, everybody laugh. No, right? we really heal ourselves by making other people laugh. But you know that to makes a certain sense. Extent. And when Robin Williams, going back to him, y'all, staying on topic. When Robin Williams killed himself, it broke my heart because yeah. from a comedic standpoint, I understood. Wow. Not saying that I was cool with it. I wish he wouldn't have done it, but I understood because you are so much for everybody. Think about a comedian. Right. Nobody really you comes to you and say, you're not the person that they come to say, hey, I'm depressed. I'm really not living my best life. No, I'm coming to you. Tell me a joke. What's <laughs> funny? Tick, you got a joke about your mama? Make me laugh. Yeah, make me laugh. And that's what people pull from them. Nobody goes to a comedian and say... Can you talk to me? I really need help. Because they think that these people live these just amazing lives. And we do. Because com- com- comedians are funny. Okay? We are very vibration people. That is not a word. Don't look it up. But vibration. we are not the people that you come to. Just think and about a comedian. Well, not from that standpoint. I mean, and if you do, you come in for them to cheer you to up. To cheer you up. Hey, right. hey, hey. Girl, right. people used to kill me with that. Girl, tell me a joke. I'm down. Okay, sis, I'm down too. All right. I just had two pints of ice cream. Here, here. Do, do, do. Do, exactly. There I just is. had a pizza. Let but that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> what extra cheese? But you know what? That and, and so and that's and that's so true because okay, I can take me. I tell folks I'm the most what's the word how I say it? Uh, it's an oxymoron, y'all. Socially antisocial person yes. you meet. Yes. Um there's an assumption because I'm you know, they'll see oh she's so bubbly and she's so happy. And oh my god, let me not smile one day and it's what's what's is, wrong? Is, is, is right. everything okay? Right. You, you're, not, you're not yourself. Dang, I can't I can't not not smile mm-hmm. one day. Right, yeah. Nah, you can't do that. Not, it wasn't a frown. It just wasn't a oh, smile. No, no, ma'am. No, I'm supposed to be happy every no, day. No, ma'am. You got to be happy. Oh, yeah, because you... Because you out here living your best life. And you depend on your smile to for the day. Based on my, off smile. Of my smile. Yes. So if I come in happy, you know it's going to be a good day for you. Right. Well, ain't nobody tell you to put all that pressure on me. Okay. Thank you. Because I got a lot going on in my life. Night, night, boo-boo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, you have to be really careful about minimalizing how other other people's feelings um when you when you see them going through things and i'm gonna say it again if you don't know what to say just pray absolutely you know they they, they used to say if you don't got nothing good to say don't, don't say, say nothing, nothing at, at all. all hey i'm a I, all i'm saying is don't say nothing at all but right. pray about it right because you may not know what to say to people what you may say can make it worse oh my god i'm about to have my own tangent I cannot stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Miss O'Tan is a little dramatic. I'm sorry, people. Dude, just don't say nothing. Right, don't say nothing. Just don't. Don't don't come at me video. with the wrong thing and then um have me. I don't know. It's Don't <sighs> minimize what I'm going through. What don't come that? to me and say, well, when I was your age. Oh, yeah. girl, I, last week, you that's your only problem, girl? They, they did this to me two months ago. And I get it. People do it not out of the sense of trying to minimize. They do it because they want to take the focus off of what you're going through, but it's coming off the wrong way. You oh, see what I'm saying? Or try to... I think what it is for me is when you try to blame me for what I'm going through. Right. Are you here to help me or make it worse? Right, exactly. Are you putting the knife in my hand to cut my throat with? Exactly, exactly. Like, I do you realize agree. what you say to people can take them over the edge and you talking about you just trying to help? Mm-hmm. I called you to, to, for, for support 
And when I'm done, I just want to jump off the bridge. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I was just going to jump and swim. I done tied a whole cinder block to myself now to make sure I don't come back up. Right, Because you just made it worse. People, be mindful of what you have to say to folks. First off, have some, pray about it. Right. Okay, don't just go to folks. And, and say something off the wall, or even if they come to you, if you don't know what to say, you know what your best bet to do is say, baby, um, be honest with you, I really don't know how, how to help you in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, all I can do for you is pray, because I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I've never been through that exactly the way you have, and I wish I could help you. But what I can do for you right now is I can pray with you. Right, that's it. I can pray with you right now that whatever you're going through, whatever's going on in your life, that God give you some relief and give you some peace about it. You know that goes a long way. It does. It does. It really does. It goes a long way to just tell people that I'm praying that God gives you peace and relief. Right. Exactly. All right now. Oh, girl. girl that was good. Yes. We had a good time. Well, I really, we thank y'all for joining in with us as is. We always love you guys. I mean, we hope that everything we talked about today, somebody will learn something from it. Um, Of course, I just want to share a couple of resources. Like I said, um, with this depression journey, you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. God always has you. You can always reach out to us. We on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You need to DM us, message us. We're here for y'all as best as we can be. Um, A couple of things I just wanted to get out there. Like I mentioned earlier, you guys might want to download the Idillionaire app. I'll put those in the show notes. It's very encouraging. She sends things ever so often. Um, I think it's every 30 minutes. And just just encouraging. And I'm telling you, it's helped me along the way. Um, Also, too, if you don't have it, download the Bible app. That's a really great tool. It's free. Both of these apps are free, y'all. We try to share things that are not, don't have a cost with it. But, um... They're both free. You can always put that on your phone. It has daily lesson plans, right. things of that nature. You could pull up scriptures. It has like a ton of versions. So it's not like, oh, I got to just read the King James. It's got all these different versions to it. That is very helpful. And also, too, another resource that I wanted to share with you guys that I found. Um, it's called Therapy Therapy for Black Girls. And I think it's therapyforblackgirls.com. And basically, it's a resource to find... Um, medical doctors that can help you with your different needs and that of that source she has blogs on there she has good resources if you're not looking for a therapist she has good reading on there to help you with different phases and different areas in your life you know like i said i'm really one of those people that like to push um things that encourage things that bring to your life i'm not going to share nothing with y'all that is not going to be conducive to first of all the word of god and you know the things that you know, God has going on in both of our lives. So um, I want to throw out there um, a counseling agency. I definitely got to give a shout out to um, Bridging the Gap Counseling um, in association or affiliation with Macedonia Church of Augusta. Um, Really a great counseling source um, that's faith-based and spiritual-based as well. Um, People do not shun your need for counseling. you, that wherever you're at, if you have someone that you know that you can reach out to, a good counseling agency, you know, just try it out. Do a few sessions. Sometimes it's just a good way to just put yourself out there and just let them, you know, help you to, to see you. Amen. So look, look for those resources. Um, 
And we just, hey, again, reach out to us. Absolutely. And I got one, to piggyback off of her, I got one resource for all my family in the DMV area. That's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um, I have a faith-based counselor. Her name is Dr. Tijuana Pittman. She is with Refreshing Springs Global Ministry. She's out of Upper Marlboro, Maryland. I will leave her information as well in the show notes so that, you know, that's a resource for my people in the DMV area looking to get with a faith-based counselor. Um, Definitely check her out as well. Um, And we just really appreciate you. Oh, and the other thing is, too, a lot of people have been trying to figure out where to find us. If you haven't, Please follow us on Instagram, Unpack Energy. We have an email, unpackenergy at gmail.com. I mean, Gmail, yeah, gmail.com. We have a website that's coming soon. And also, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you got an Android, which I don't know why, but no no judgment here, sis. I don't know why you would have an Android, but okay. Whatever. You can do that. You can download Spotify. And if you got the. Best phone of all time ever created. If you have an Apple iPhone, the bit, you can the bit download. Off Apple. If you got the bite, the bit off Apple. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Apple. I feel I feel attacked. <laughs> you can go under the podcast app, which is purple. It's on the phone. It comes on every phone. So don't tell me you ain't got it. So you don't have to download it. It's already on there. You can find us on there. And again, always, as always, slide in our DMs on Instagram. Talk to us. Send us a message. Um, hit that microphone icon on an Instagram and the message thing. Send us a message. Let us know how you doing this week. Check in with us. We want to know, are we helping you guys? What you guys want to hear? Things of that nature. As always, thank you for tuning in and we love you. Love you.